Buffalo Wild Wings has specials on food from 3 to 6, Monday through Friday, and great deals on drinks all day. It's the perfect way to offset a long day. Text that hilarious joke about your boss to your boss. What? No, no. Try a $3 Wild Herd by Goose Island. Set your morning alarm for 6 p.m. That calls for $5 strawberry margaritas. So if you ask your phone why you're still single and... Ha, ha, ha. Seriously? Head to Buffalo Wild Wings. At participating locations, taxes and fees apply. Dine-in only. Drink responsibly. Offers vary by location. Void where prohibited. Have you heard? Amazon is now hiring for their new site opening soon in New Albany. Be one of the first to take advantage of launching a new career at one of the best workplaces in the world. Being a part of Amazon includes great benefits and competitive pay, plus many opportunities for advancement. So get a new job today and kickstart a new career tomorrow. Learn more about the perks of working at a new Amazon site. Go to Amazon.com slash start now. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the X-Zone comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and our growing family of broadcast affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at com On MSN Messenger, Exxon Radio TV at Hotmail.com and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Exxon Nation, my first guest tonight is Nicholas Jennings. We're going to be talking to Nicholas about his new book that has just come out, Amen, the Beginning of the Creation of God. Now, when was the first time God was ever mentioned in a mankind's written history? Where did the word Amen as defined, come from? What's its origins? What faith did it come from? Were Christianity, Judaism, and Islam all influenced by one culture that came long before? Well, joining me this hour to answer to this and many other questions is Nicholas Jennix. And uh, Nicholas, welcome to the X-Zone. Well, thank you very much, Rob, and uh, good afternoon. Tell me. Uh, uh, thank you for having me on your X-Zone radio show. And it's uh, an honor to talk with you about the history of God. I think 
it's going to be an interesting topic for many of your radio listeners. Now, now, Nicholas, when was the first time in recorded history, or that you know of, the word God was ever used? It was a, I would say, uh, after many thousands of years, the God that we know of today mm-hmm. is very different from the God that was first perceived by mankind thousands of years ago. It was a gradual development, and in the kind of research that I've come up with, I found that it was basically in ancient Egypt, over 3,400 years B.C.E., that the Egyptian priesthood Mm -hmm. had developed concepts of a hereafter, a soul. Uh, These are phenomenal ideas. Whoever first uh, thought about the concept of a soul, in my mind, after reading several books on Egyptology, I found that basically it was the Egyptians. This soul was to go to a hereafter, upon death, upon living a righteous life. So uh, it, it started gradually where mankind believed in many gods because they worshipped so many different mm-hmm. things, the sun, the moon, the, the, the wonderful uh, things on earth. They try to have some sort of reverence for. But as the years went by, this belief in many gods became more of a personal belief. And finally, by the time of, I would say, Ramsey II, uh, the priesthood of Amman came up with the concept of one universal god. So it, it was a gradual development. I, I always thought it was King Akhenaten who came up with the idea of one god. Uh, Amenhotep the Fourth is that is that who you mean? Uh, King Akhenaten. I, I, I pronounce it Amenhotep the Fourth. He was the first pharaoh who was on the throne for about seventeen years. I think it was between thirteen seventy five uh, and seventeen years later. Somehow he passed away. Mm-hmm. I don't know the details of that. All right, you and I have but to take was, a commercial break. Please stand by. Exxon Nation, Nicholas. Genix is our special guest, www.futureofgodamen.com. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. And uh, Nicholas and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Back in two, don't go away. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best.
Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. We all desire health, happiness, and fulfillment, but often get in our own way. Repeated patterns that leave us out of control can keep us feeling powerless, frustrated, and unable to move forward in spite of our best efforts. Unconscious patterning disconnects us from our gifts, often destroying the very thing we seek. But there is an answer. We can take charge of our destiny and heal the trauma of our history. Shamanism is an effective ancient modality that can reconnect us with our true selves, empower the creation of our dreams, and return us to health and balance. Cody Alexander is a certified shamanic practitioner and teacher with 11 years experience. Email healingpathways33 at gmail.com or visit codyalexander.net to schedule a long-distance shamanic session today. And welcome back, everyone. My guest this hour is Nicholas Jennix, and uh, Nicholas is a retired electrical engineer with an MBA in finance. He worked in design and distinguished himself in the support uh, disciplines of maintainability and configuration management. As a CM manager of software and hardware products at top aerospace and commercial companies, his planning and organizational skills were applied for the successful operation of entire engineering projects. Nicholas's objective is to reveal to people around the world that Judaic, Christian, and Islamic religious leaders must acknowledge that they all pray to the same God. And uh, his website is www.futureofgodamen.com. Nicholas, where did your interest in this fascinating subject come from? Well, as a little boy, I always thought about God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wondered where they come from and uh, had no idea but that there was something out there. So uh, this curiosity led me to go to—I uh, was raised as a Catholic, but I went to Protestant churches, Methodist. I even went to Jewish temples mm-hmm. because I wanted to see how other people prayed to God. To, to God. And uh, so this curiosity led me to uh, dig further. I, I started to read— books by religious scholars and Egyptologists. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, for your listeners, I would like to mention at least five books. Okay, sure. Don't mind. Not at all, please. Uh, I found that they were very beneficial in really opening up uh, a lot of information about, about this wonderful subject. The first book is Man's Religions by John B. Noss. That's N-O-S-S. The other book is Man and His Gods, by Homer W. Smith. A third book is The Ghost Dance, by Weston Labar. That's B-A-R-R-E. And finally, the finest Egyptologist, the most respected Egyptologist, uh, there's James H. 
blessed it. He wrote A History of Egypt. And it was these books that uh, really opened up my mind mm-hmm. to uh, so much that I was able to, to connect the dots of this history about how man conceived the one universal God. Let me ask you something here. Is God real, or is God a creation of man's own mind in order to answer questions that, at that time, way back when, he couldn't answer? I think you've kind of hit it on the head. I don't want to sound like uh, I'm an atheist or an agnostic. I, I believe that there is something out there, but man has not been able to define that force. Uh I kind of call it a force that pervades the universe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mankind doesn't even know how the first atom was formed. We don't know even how matter first started. They talk about the Big Bang, but they have no idea how the Big Bang itself consisted. It had to consist of many atoms. Well, nobody even knows where the first atom came from. Mm -hmm. So this is a uh, quite... uh, a mind-boggling idea, but I would say that theology is like philosophy. Mankind tries to find answers to this very marvelous question. And I believe that what really happened in Egypt, here is a civilization that was isolated from all of all of its neighbors because of the deserts on each side of the Nile River. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were, it was like a human laboratory where they developed a civilization on their own without interference with any other neighbors, any other races or people. And they came up with, I would say, morality that is astounding. In fact, uh, of the Ten Commandments, the Egyptians already wrote eight of them, if not many more. Uh, if you, if if people, if, if your listeners would like to learn a lot about that, uh, they could go to my book. Actually, the first book we're, that we're really talking about is not Amen, the beginning of the creation of God. That book is coming out this September. The book that we're really discussing this morning or this afternoon is the future of God. Amen. This was my first book. Right. Uh, but. Uh, Basically, uh, it was the Egyptians that, in an isolated mode, they came up with morality in order to live together. They were very spiritual people, so spiritual that they developed these monuments and pyramids and temples that are awesome, great works of art. And uh, this is how... The concept of God really develops. Really so, so it sounds it sounds it sounds as if that what I was what I had said before was right on that you know the the evolution of of a deity or a group of deities was created by mankind to try to understand the world that he lived in and is God necessary exactly. anymore with the with the advance with the advances that are being made in science has society outgrown the need for a God. Now, that's one of the topics or one of the messages in my book. I believe that the scriptures of the Judaic, uh, Catholic, and, and Muslim religions, these, these scriptures, mm-hmm. the Torah, the Gospels, and the Koran, 
they were written thousands of years ago. Exactly. And they were they were suited for people at that time with a certain morality yeah. and, and way of life. But mankind has advanced quite a bit to the point where we're at a next stage of moral and spiritual development. And I am dismayed to see that the scriptures just stay the same. Now, the Egyptian priesthood, mm -hmm. they were astute and intelligent enough to rewrite their scriptures many times until they came up with the concept of one universal God. And I say, well, what we really need today is a religious renaissance where perceptive people and loving hearts, I call them, I call them daughters and sons of God. Right. People, people who could assist religious leaders in revising the scriptures. I don't believe that scripture should be in concrete. I believe it should be a living document and, and change and grow as mankind develops. If we don't do that, and when I say we, I talk about all of the people around the earth. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy to be able to be on your show because it allows me to reach out to many listeners. I say it is the people themselves that have to pressure and force their religious leaders to unite the concept and belief in one God. I, I believe that one of the greatest problems we have today within the religious philosophies is ignorance. We are ignorant of how the other religions uh, and how the different philosophies um, work, the inner, the, inner, the inner workings of these philosophies, and it causes tension, it causes hate, it causes mistrust. And it's about time where, you know, people started to respect each other's religions, better understand them so that we can progress to the next level. Rob, it seems that uh, you're on the same wavelength as I. Uh, you're, you say exactly the words that I reflect in my book. Mm -hmm. uh, I have read the scriptures, the Torah, the Gospels, and the Koran line by line. Yes. And I found that in these documents or scriptures, there are abominations that really cause bigotry, yeah. hate, violence, and the killing of innocent people around the world. The way... I... That, yeah. Go ahead, Rob. I, I was going to say the way that I see it, religion was not only a way to explain what people knew or didn't know back in the early ages, but it was also a way for those in power to control. Well, that's another theme in my book. It seems that you're picking up these themes. I don't know if you read my book already. <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, you do have it. No, I, no, I said, no, uh, I don't. These are my personal beliefs and, and feelings about religion. Uh, well, you hit it right on the nose. Frankly, I believe that the religious leaders and ruling authorities of each country, mm -hmm. they use religion to control the minds of men, yep. troll them so that they can have power, wealth, uh, be aggressive, and, and capture the, 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 the riches and, uh, of, of other countries. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and this could be avoided. But the reason it has not been avoided is that they all miss the Word of God. And this was something that I came 
by accident as I did, read all of the scriptures. Right. In the last Gospel of John, this was the one Gospel where it was Jesus Christ who emphatically announced the Word of God three times. And it was not a thou shalt command. It was a command where he started to say, where he prefaced his commands by saying, I command you to do what? And that was to love one another. To me, that is the Word of God, love one another. If ruling authorities and religious leaders Mm -hmm. would follow that one command, then the people, by loving one another, all the brothers and sisters throughout the earth, in every country, then there will not be this bigotry and killing of one another. But, as I say, as you bring out, the ruling authorities and religious leaders do not emphasize this one command by Jesus Christ, the Word of God, love one another. Stand by, please, Nicholas. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exo Nation, our guest this hour is Nicholas Jennings. He's the author of uh, Future of God, Amen, a call to daughters and their sons. His website is www.futureofgodamen.com. 1-800-610-7035, worldwide toll-free. Email exxon at com On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. To all our affiliates and to the big cheese at the Talkstar Radio Network, Hey, Victor. Nice working with you as always. And Ed, hope all is well with your new family. We'll be back. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. 
with the understanding none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Nicholas Jennings is our special guest this hour, www.futureofgodamen.com. And, Nicholas, it seems that when you look back in history that all the trials and tribulations and all the battles that we have had throughout history because of religion were senseless because they're battling over the same God. Exactly. Uh, this is the thing that I also mention in my book, one of the messages is that because their roots really came from the Egyptian civilization, mm-hmm. where Amen, the greatest Egyptian god that existed uh, since the year 2000 BCE, uh, has had a pronoun- pronounced influence on the development of the Hebrew religion. Mm-hmm. Of course, the Catholics came next, and the Islamic uh, Muhammad pretty much adopted many of the concepts of these two religions and formulated the Koran. But uh, as I, let's, let me get back to that question again. Uh, I said it, it seems that it, with all the fighting and all the battles and all the people who have lost their lives in the name of religion were doing it, the, all these different religions were fighting over the same God. Right. And, and as I and want, what I wanted to point out is that because they have their roots in the Egyptian religion yeah. with the God all men, they basically all pray to the same God. There's no doubt in anybody's mind that this is the God that they are referring to, the one universal God. But because they are different groups of people and with different traditions, mm-hmm. they pretty much develop the God for their own people. But they developed it in such a way to have control within their own communities, their own people. Muhammad took it a step further. He not only did it within Saudi Arabia and got people to follow his his teachings, but he then forcefully preached this religion along many other countries as far uh, west as Spain and, right. and down into Africa and India. So... Uh, but this, this again, was done by force. It was not done by love. In 29 years from Muhammad's death, the, the, there was a, a Muslim empire, or let's say Islamic empire. That is astounding. But it wasn't done through love. What would happen, in your expert opinion, if every religion and religious philosophy around the world were to say, hey, you know what? We're, we're all part of the same. We're all praying to the same God. What would happen? Do you think that it would be a, a total unification and that peace would reign? Well, from uh, ideally, I, ideally you would like that. But yeah, sure it, would. Because people are people, they want to hold on to their traditions. Mm. Their, they are who they are because of where they came from but, and but, how they were brought up. But you know what, Nicholas? We see people 
hanging on to their traditions at Christmas time with Santa Claus, Kris Kringle, and and the other names and traditions that are that are practiced around the world when it comes to Christmas. So why couldn't this same mentality be used when it comes to God? Uh, it can be used, but remember, not not uh, people from different countries all uh, venerate Santa Claus. By the way, I, I love playing Santa Claus. I I brought up and raised uh, four daughters. Oh my gosh! I actually dressed as Santa Claus, and and they had no idea it was their father <laughs> until several years later. <laughs> but I enjoyed it because I would look into their eyes yeah. as I sang Jingle Bells and Silent Night, and it was the most beautiful sight to look into their eyes. You see, that's but, uh, where that's that's what we should do. We should we should let the children of the world be the leaders. You know, there should be uh, a lobby. There should be a law that says once you're past 11 years old, you can't be a leader of the world anymore. Because kids have a great way of solving problems. They get it all the way, and then they're the best of friends again. Uh, I don't give that much uh, faith in kids. Uh, Mm. Basically, kids learn from their parents. The parents are the teachers of the world. Well, then we've done a lousy job. I'm sorry? I said then we've done a lousy job. We are doing a lousy job because of the nature of the world we live in today with three major religions. Mm-hmm. Each group of people, be they Judaic, Christian, or Muslim, they think they have the only true religion. <laughs> this is really sad because it is the religion of all people to be able to have the spiritual value mm-hmm. about God. The thing is, nobody in this world can describe God. Nobody in this world knows God. And nobody in history, even in biblical times, has ever seen God. So my question to the population is, how do you know God exists? This is a spiritual value, in my mind, that Mm -hmm. was created out of the mind. The mind creates many wonderful things, and there's nothing wrong with that. Because out of the mind, where you reflect and you hypothesize and you think of things, Mm -hmm. many wonderful things happen, such like Einstein's theory of relativity. Yes. This came through his brain. He thought and thought until his thoughts became a reality. Now, the thoughts about God may or may not become a reality, because as the Egyptians so aptly put it, God is unknowable, mysterious, and incomprehensible. Uh, it is subjective. It, every person, if, if you tell them to try to describe God, they all have a different conception, conception of God. But the most important thing is that it's a belief that is inbred and is felt within one's spiritual mind or body. I use the word spiritual in a sense that I think mankind has this particular feeling Mm -hmm. that something beyond him created him, and that's why he venerates this something. And I believe that this force that's out there that we call God, and we don't know who it is, I believe this force created us, created not only human life, but other worlds, Mm -hmm. He created intelligence and a consciousness where that consciousness tries to reach out 
and try to understand God who first created them. That, in my mind, is the essence and force of God. You see, I've got a totally different outlook on that. I look at the Bible as as the greatest storybook that has ever been written. By all means, it is a great book to follow. There's a lot of violence, and in my view, there are two gods. The God of the Old Testament is totally different from the God of the New Testament. You can see it in every chapter. But when we look at the Garden of Eden and the creation, I don't see the Holy Trinity as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I see the Holy Trinity as being God being the nucleus of an atom, Adam being a proton, and Eve being a neutron. A fairly good conception, but here you are relying on scientific theory. But at that. least scientific theory can be proved where the hypothesis of a god that is a supreme being can't. Uh, uh, Rob, I'm not denying what you're, you're thinking about. Right. It's not something that I have also thought about. I, mm-hmm. I agree with you, yeah. but again, we are reflecting this idea based on science, which is the the atom and its electrons and, and neutrons. Right. Uh, but we, but science has even been able to break these elements down further. Right. So it becomes really more incomprehensible. But, the, all right, so having it, said that, having said that, Nicholas, how can we then look back at, um, way back at uh, 3400 BCE and, and take the word of a very ancient society that created a god that that god is based on something tangible even if it's your own belief how can we believe anything these people said well all you have to do is look at the history of egypt and that's why i mentioned the book a history of egypt by breasted mm-hmm. uh, it, it shows that this was a spiritual people that existed for three four thousand years Okay. They built the pyramids, fantastic works of art. Mm-hmm. Uh, this god, our man, captured the mind of people so that they can live together in harmony. The Egyptian priesthood knew what they were doing. They realized that as their culture was growing, and they were starting to divide the land along the Nile so that people could have their farms and their irrigation and they came up with geometry to, to, to define the boundaries of each of these people that started to grow uh, their own particular territories. There became wars and there became conflicts. But the priesthood realized that with morality, with truth, with honesty, there was a way to curve that. And they were able to get their people to live in harmony. And the idea of morality is the most fundamental thing that we need today in the modern world. I think the breakdown of civilization, just as it did with the Roman Empire, is morality. It's one of the elements. And uh, there are many ways to improve morality. But do we need... Do we need described in the book, yes. Do we need a God to do that? Or, can, or, or is God an excuse that people use? You know, God, why have you forsaken me? Or... Or any of the other cliches that are used uh, when a person is 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 desperate, or or is God the the the? Well, I don't want to say savior because I, I really don't believe that. 
Is God a, a, a crutch that people use to, to try to explain their own failures? And it's not God who's failed them, but they have failed themselves. That is a, a, a secondary thought. Uh, when you talk about failure in God, I, I like what you first came up with. Uh, how, what is it about God that people seem to put their faith in and their trust in and somehow gain a confidence and hope to go on? You know, like, why, why, does God need, go why does God need billions of dollars that the Vatican is holding on to. Wouldn't God, if he was there, and if he was so spiritual, somehow make a, an apparition appear before the Pope and say, sell everything, you're, def- you know, you're defiling my name and everything that I stand for? Well, here again, you're talking about a religious organization, and all organizations, they thrive on... Membership. The donations, the membership and the donations. And... With the wealth that they acquire, they're able to increase their empire and with all of the marvelous art and, and, and make their particular beliefs even more awesome. And this is fine. This is what the Egyptians did. When you look at the columns that they created that are 40, 50 feet high, mm-hmm. uh, fantastic works of art. But how, how, can, we, how uh, can we relate to the ancient Egypt's Egyptians of 3400 BCE in today's society. To me, it makes no sense. I never said we should alert. Uh, so, uh, so why should we? Why should we talk about? Look at the ancient Egyptians and what they did when we're talking about the Vatican and the massive amount that it has acquired and the other religious organizations that use fear, intimidation. Uh, you know, like something's those, wrong here. Uh, these religions are the end products of organizations. But the original belief that, are, that occurred in Egypt is a spiritual sense of God and values and a morality. This is what's important in religion. Not the fact that these religions now try to increase their membership and their wealth and, and, and try to convince people that they have the only true God. This is, they missed the whole point. It was Jesus Christ that brought it down to one, or shall I say three words, love one another. Uh, okay, uh, all right. And word of God. Okay, but how do we know that Jesus existed? Like, you know, we're taking a lot for granted here. Well, whether or not that existed, we, could, we can come up with a lot of ifs. The important thing is there's a message that was put into the Bible by Hebrew priests. John Lennon wrote many good songs, too, that people aren't, aren't bowing to and doing a, you know, putting money into a tithing to John Lennon. And in my books, you know, when you look at what the message that John Lennon was sharing with the world, all you need is love. It's as important as any message that Jesus Christ was giving. So why well, is it? So why is yeah, it that all you need is love? Is not saying it as succinctly as Jesus did. He said, "Love one another." All right, stand by. We've uh, got to what, take what our final. That all we... you need is love. What is that love? Okay, hold love on here. Hold on, Nicholas. Nick, Nicholas, we have to take a break. Please hold on. Exonation. Okay. Nicholas uh, Jennings is our guest, and um, I don't know. Food for Thought, 1-800-610-7035. My name is Rob McConnell. Send me an email. Tell me what you think. Exxon at com. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away.
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation. Whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials, how we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. All right, Exo Nation, welcome back. Uh, Nicholas Jennix is our guest. His website is futureofgodamen.com. Um, what is the main message that you would like to share with your readers around the world, Nicholas? I guess I've said it a few times, and I'll say it again. And that to me is the Word of God. Many people, if you ask them, ask them what is the Word of God, they will mm-hmm. say, oh, it's the Bible, it's, it's the New Testament, or it's the Koran. But this does not give an answer at all. The Word of God, because I say it, it, it is to love one another, is that that is succinct. It is guidance, and it's a command from one of the greatest prophets, I think, the world has ever known. And there are, as you pointed out before, how do we know whether he exists? Yeah, or not? exactly. Well, I will say this, that the thing is, he is in Scripture... And whether it was the priesthood or the the Hebrew priests who put this together because they wanted to uh, continue this belief in one God, you must understand that the Hebrew nation was just about destroyed and decimated by the uh, Jewish-Roman War. Okay. And it was around uh, 60 or 70... uh, 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 
see that the the Jewish people, because they were almost annihilated, there were certain priests, and I would say it was those who were associated with the sect that was the unseen sect that apparently they say Jesus uh, pretty much belonged to. I believe it was these priests that uh, put together this new set of Gospels to continue this wonderful belief that they had, realizing that the Jewish concept or life may be over. And so the Gospels rose. And this, and in fact, it was the Gospels that were developed about, what, 50, 60, 60 years after the death of Jesus. Right, but we also know for a fact, uh, Nicholas, that the Gospels were not written by who we are told they were written by, and that history... We know we know that history is always written by the victors, so I I really don't I really don't understand the the entire premise. If we're talking about a history of God that was created by the Egyptians, how do we know the Egyptians were right? We're going by the testimony inside of books to try and prove a point, but to me, I just don't I just don't see it. And when it comes to Jesus Christ. How do we know that he isn't part of the parable? He isn't part of the fable. He isn't part of the mythology. He isn't part of the folklore that lives today. And like I've said many times, what would happen if religion ceased to exist? Do we need religion in the year 2012? I don't know. I I think that religion has to be revamped in order for us to fully understand or try to comprehend what it is we need. And as we've seen through history, religion has been the cause of many fights, many battles, and the loss of many lives. Nicholas uh, Genix has been my guest this hour, Exxon Nation. His website, futureofgodamen.com. And there I play that song, Another One Bites the Dust. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at uh, quarter past, uh, six minutes past the hour. As the Exxon continues, right here from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 